0: Okay. Uh up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um they asked me to read this. Warning. If you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen. Front face lock in my vagina.
1: You're about to get front face fucked by the front face lock podcast. Bump badwell is what created. The front baseline.
0: My asshole is split like the Red Sea.
1: Bump Bagwell is who is front baseline. Don't fucking question me. Front baseline can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass.
0: And here we go.
2: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Front Face Back Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only,
0: Vinny. What's up, everybody? How are we doing this week? Back from uh, vacation.
2: vacation. Yeah, I think we talked about that last week.
0: I think you got back from vacation like oh, the day. We did show after that. Yeah, we did a show. Up.
2: Yeah, that'll be released soon, because uh, we did some Hell in a Cell predictions last week that um, we were wrong about a few of them, um, which I'll... Not many. Not many, um, but we'll talk about Hell in a Cell tonight. There was a, there was a lot that happened this week. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear something that happened to me this week? Um, not really, but I guess you're going to tell everybody. Well, I, I work with this girl that is a... Uh, she's in college, and she's going for her PhD in Human Behavior. Okay, And apparently, I found out that I'm autistic.
0: You're autistic.
2: Yes, because I mentioned, because last week, you said I was a sociopath. Which is true. Which I thought was true, too. And we were talking, and she said something about how I'm a very strange person, as she said, in in a, a, a laughing manner. I said, "Oh, it's funny because my friend just called me a sociopath." And she goes, "No, you're definitely not a sociopath, but you're." She goes, "You're not a sociopath. You're definitely autistic."
0: I go, "What? W- what? You're definitely not autistic, dude." No, she said, "I'm full blown autistic." You're not autistic. I'm telling you, you're not autistic. She's obviously very misinformed. Listen, <laughs> all I people know are very socially awkward.
2: All I know is that I'm special. You know needs that right now? Yes. <laughs>
0: you're not autistic at all I,
2: I am a special needs human being now No you're not You may be special needs but you're not autistic I Listen this is not me saying it This is I, a I woman who's going for her, her PhD
0: fucking, fucking college whore Gave you a prognosis in, in Your fucking job She No You're not autistic I'm telling you right now you're not autistic Why? What are her reasons?
2: She said, I'm very awkward when I talk. You're not. She said, um, I overanalyze things.
0: Everyone does. Autistic well, she... people don't overanalyze things. Like
2: well, that. she said that she, the way she described it was autism is a circle. It's a spectrum. It's not a circle. I'm repeating. Don't yell at me. I'm special needs, okay? I know
0: because I have a special needs child. It's a spectrum. It's not a circle. I'm repeating, Okay. On the spectrum. Well, apparently I'm full blown spectrum. It's not on the circle. <laughs> okay, okay, so go ahead. According to her, I'm full blown spectrum. You're not. Okay, come on. Complete. The- Why are you in the circle?
2: Because sometimes at work when I'm exhausted, which is usually when I'm hungover after we do this show, I
1: stutter. Wait, what? What? Sometimes you work when you're exhausted? That's fucking 90%. No, 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 no. No, that was the know. beginning of the sentence. Shithead, let me
2: finish. Sometimes when I show up to work and I'm exhausted and hungover, which is usually after we record this show, I tend to stutter. I have atrocious handwriting.
0: Wait, I you, I, I, you mean dyslexia? You no, it's not dyslexia. When you stutter, when you're exhausted and hungover, it's called being exhausted and hungover, <laughs> and your brain's not functioning at a fucking hundred percent level.
2: Well, according to this girl, you have work,
0: horrible handwriting. What? Good.
2: According to this girl, all of these things fall under something that is considered full-blown autism. So, um, you host a show with a special needs person, and I'm going to get a handicap so those, sticker.
0: Those, those are the three. Those are your symptoms.
2: Oh, apparently, because there's matter. I have mannerisms. She said is is. Autistic mannerisms I don't know Listen, like I said This is not me saying it This is somebody at work Who told me Who's going for her PhD In human behavior
0: Well, don't ever go to her For being a fucking doctor Because she's A retard Excuse me Don't say that word But You, you know.
2: can't say that Because I'm Special needs Actually <laughs> according, according to Top Rope You're allowed to say Because I'm special needs And I'm okaying it You're okay with me Calling you a retard Because I'm special needs Yes We talk about Symptoms you're gonna, you looked up symptoms for autism. Yes. People are going to think this is a joke, by the way. This is not a joke. I was literally having this conversation with somebody on Sunday. It's Tuesday today. On Sunday, I was having this conversation with this girl at work, and she told me, hand to God, that I am autistic.
0: You're not autistic. This reminds me of that fucking skit we did when... You don't have mono.
2: (laughs) No, but I, yes, that was, that was something that Fusco wrote, but no, this is true that I'm not saying I am. I'm saying I was told I was by somebody who apparently has more knowledge about it than I do. Cause she said it explained a lot about me.
0: Do you do repetitive behaviors like hand flapping, rocking, jumping, or twirling? Sometimes at work when I'm bored. Constant moving and hyper behavior? You've met me. You're not very hyper. Fixations on certain activities or objects, porn and vaginas, don't count. Then no. Specific routines or rituals, and getting upset when a routine is changed even slightly. Well, that's true. That I do do. Yeah, that's. But that's like OCD. Okay, so I, I have OCD. Extreme sensitivity to touch, light, and sound. No. No. Not taking part in make-believe play or imitating others' behaviors. I I what? Fussy eating habits, definitely no.
2: I have fussy eating habits. You do not. not. <laughs> Shut That's up. True. That's true. I mean, I'm a fat fuck, so... yeah. Lack no, of coordination, more. clumsiness. I am clumsy. I Yes. But you, I don't, can...
0: you don't lack coordination because you can play the guitar. That's true. But I'm clumsy. Impulsiveness, acting without thinking. Yes, I'll give you that much. Yes, that one's indefinite. Aggressive behavior both with self and others, well, yes, your self-flagellation <laughs> is definitely aggressive. <laughs> and a short attention span, yes. That's everybody. So I'm autistic? No, I'm going to look at adults because i was like fucking toddler. <laughs> I have toddler autism. <laughs> <laughs> we need this girl on the show. Let's see. I'll, pro- I'll probably be on the Maybe I'm autistic too. Oh, yeah, you're not. Difficulty making conversation? With people I don't know, yes. No. Bullshit. You told a whole story to people at fucking the boardwalk. You went from school to school and did a traveling marionette puppet show about anorexia and bulimia. Yeah, I did do that, didn't I? And then you talked about feet. Something about feet. Okay, yeah, okay. I did do that. Difficulty maintaining making or maintaining close friendships. I, I
2: I have three. All of your friends are
0: very, for a long time now. That's true, okay. Discomfort during eye contact. That is very true. I do that, though, too. Depending on the situation. Challenges with regulating emotions. I get angry a lot. But can you regulate, can you control yourself or no? I mean... Like, are you sitting there and you're like,
1: this is so so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Like
2: Brandon Fraser and Bedazzled? Um, Depends how much I've had to drink
0: extreme interest in one particular topic. Yes, I yeah. will if I if I'm interested in something
2: I will research the fuck out of it. Only one though. Yes. No, like you
0: don't have interest in any other topic, just one. No, it's a, it's a lot, but but it's only like it's like one thing. No, but they're saying like one. Oh, that's it. Yeah, only one. Well, it's one thing at a time. No, it's like if all you focus on is baseball all the time. All the time.
2: No, but like you know, I I was researching sharks, and then I was researching like Nazis, because I was you know I was and I'm a history major. <laughs> yeah. But no, you know, like I'm a history buff. I was a history yes, major.
0: Yeah, but anyone can only research one thing at a time. Frequent monologues on the same subject. Have you listened to this show? Hypersensitivity to sounds or smells that do not seem to bother others. I don't like the smell of dirty vagina. You want to be autistic, but you're not. Involuntary noises such as repetitive throat clearing. That I do do. Yes. Because I edited it out of the show. Difficulty understanding sarcasm. No, that one doesn't apply. Lack of inflection when speaking. No. Limited interest in only a few activities. No, okay, maybe I'm not autistic. Preference for solitary activities. I do, I mean, I stay home all the time. Problems
2: reading the emotions of others. That I definitely do, because I always want to make a joke, even when it's super inappropriate.
0: Trouble understanding facial expressions and body language.
2: Well, I'm single, so I don't know if a girl's into me or not, so I guess that counts. Social anxiety. I do have social anxiety when I have to go out somewhere. You have ADHD.
0: I definitely have ADHD. You have ADHD, you don't have autism. That girl... Well, fuck, Sabrina! You report.
2: do you fucking Sabrina misdiagnosed me at work. I have to go back to her. No, when you're I gonna see her on... Sabrina,
0: you're gonna sue her for medical malpractice. Boom. I'm gonna go back
2: on Friday and I'm gonna say, Sabrina, you fucking misdiagnosed me, and then she'll I'll pull out another up. list. Are
0: you the symptoms of sociopath. Sure.
2: Okay. Let's what a great
0: uplifting <laughs> way to start a show. <laughs> let's find out symptoms of a. Sociopath. You're not a psychopath. No. Symptoms of a homosexual.
1: <laughs> it's not constant
0: craving of me. a penis. Talk. Sociopathy. Sociopathy. How do you say that word? What? Sociopo- sociopathy. So I don't, I don't know. Come on. Is that a symptom of sociopath? I'm trying to load it, and it's not Google's not working. Here we go. Symptoms. So, this is antisocial personality disorder. I have that. Oh, totally you. (laughs) You Ready? Are you ready? Yes.
1: Are you ready? Boom, boom. boom,
2: boom, 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 boom. We will talk about wrestling at some point. It's just that this is just, you know, we're starting off on an upbeat note here. Signs of a
0: sociopath. You ready? Yes. Lack of empathy for others. Yeah, I have that. I have that, too. Yes. I, it sounds really fucked up, but, like, when I'm sick, I want everyone to feel bad for me I act like a bitch, and then when other people are sick, I really don't want to deal with them.
2: Yeah, exactly, and, you know, nobody has ever said you're not a sociopath, too, so. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we're going to diagnose both of us. Yeah. Like, you're a total, like, I've always thought you were a
0: fucking sociopath. (laughs) Impulsive behavior? Check. yep (laughs) Attempting to control others with threats or aggression. Check. Check. (laughs) Using intelligence, charm, or charisma to manipulate others. Check. Check. (laughs) Not learning from mistakes or punishment.
2: Check.
0: (laughs) Lying for personal gain. Check. Check. (laughs) Showing a tendency to physical violence and fights.
1: Eh, yeah,
2: not really. I, I talk my way out of it, but I should—I should I have.
0: Generally superficial relationships. Check. Check. Sometimes stealing or committing other crimes. No. Yeah. Threatening suicides to manipulate without intention to act. Check. Check. <laughs> I've done. I have done it. Yeah. I mean, with women, yes. Okay. Sometimes abusing drugs or alcohol. Check. Check. I mean, not drugs, but you know, maybe alcohol. Trouble with responsibilities such as job paying bills, etc. No. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ten out of twelve. Okay, so
2: I'm a sociopath. Me too. And so are you. Front Face On Podcast brought to you by two
0: sociopaths. (laughs) (laughs) There's treatment for us. Is it alcohol? No, it says um, we may not recognize the problem, and if we're willing to enter therapy, family involvement may help. Well, I mean, we recognize the problem, so that's I, step one. I do, have, I do have a mood stabilizer that I'm on, though, so I guess I'm better, right? I, I have one. It's called Jack Daniels. Well, I have regular medicine. It says, if you live with a sociopath, you won't be able to change your loved one's behavior, but you can learn ways to understand and cope.
2: Is that why whenever every time I walk in your house, your whole family goes, help me? Should
0: we do one more? Sure, do one Should more.
1: Do
0: narcissism? I don't really think I'm a narcissist. You want to see? Sure. What about so- psychopath or narcissist? Narcissist, because neither one of us are psychopaths. Yeah, because we're not psycho. Or are we? You don't know, though. Okay, you ready? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we might be a sociopath with narcissistic rage. <laughs> uh. Oh, man, we're fucked. Oh, shit. All right, what is it? Have an exaggerated sense of self-importance.
2: We are important.
0: Yes. Have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Okay. I would yeah, say excessive, but I would say constant. Yuck. Expect to really recognize a superior even without achievements that warrant it. Yuck. Okay. Exaggerate achievements and talents. Yuck. yuck. Be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. Yuck. yuck. Believe they are superior and can only associate with equal, spe- equally special people. Check. Monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior. Check. check. Wait, wait. Double check. Expect special favors and unquestioned compliance with their expectations.
1: Check. <laughs> Take advantage of
0: others to get what they want. Check. Check. Have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. Check. Check. Be envious of others and believe others envy them. Check. Check. Behave in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Insist on having the best of everything, for instance, the best car or office. Eh. At the same time, people with narcissistic personality have trouble handling anything they perceive as criticism and they can become patient or angry when they don't receive special treatment, have significant interpersonal problems that f- easily feel slighted, react with rage or contempt to try to belittle the other person make themselves appear superior, superior, have difficulty regulating emotions, experience problems dealing with stress and definite change, feel depressed and moving because they fall short of perfection, and have secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, humiliation. So well,
2: we're sociopathic narcissists
0: narcissists narcissists well there we go guys so uh,
2: you, know, you learn something on this show every once in a while we're sociopathic narcissists
1: <laughs> but we're not autistic
2: we're not uh, sabrina if you're if you ever listen to this show i am not autistic i'm a sociopathic narcissist and we proved it to here today yes
0: <laughs> in front of our millions of listeners because we're inflating it the best
2: we're the best ever. Fuck you, Vinny. Okay, so. So, uh, we we did some predictions on Hell in a Cell last week. I think we were like 80% right. All right, go through the
0: card and we can, uh, we'll, we'll say. what we do. I'm pretty sure I remember what, what, what I said.
2: Uh, all right, so uh, we it was Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair won that one. Yeah, we said that. Now was it true what you I I missed the first two matches. Was it true that Oscar grabbed and pulled out the referee's penis or were you fucking with me? That <laughs> was fucking
1: with
2: you. Okay, so I get a ta- I I left work. I was so pissed off cuz I had to work when <laughs> Helen the Shell was going on. Comedians. Was that the Indian comedians? Yes. It was it was some it Thank was a guy from the card. Daily Yeah, it, oh yeah. No, that was Saturday. So Saturday, I was working uh, uh, at my job, and I I bartended at a a, uh, performance center, but not not WWE like a uh, like a uh, theater. And uh, performing arts center. Performing arts center. And uh, Saturday was a uh, Indian like uh, from India uh, people like band, and then it was a comedian that was Indian that was on the Daily Show, and I can't remember his name. And
1: um, sorry.
2: No, that not the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah, that's in season. Sorry. Oh no, it was it was, it was somebody else on the Daily Show who's a Russell Peters. Russell Peters. No, no, no. Let's go fuck
0: with. But
2: it, but anyway, so um, I, I card. I, this is a true story. I text everybody in our league chat about this. Uh, I carted someone, and his name was Shanky. And I literally looked at his ID, and I go, "Your name's fucking Shanky." <laughs> And he's like, "Yes." And he, he, he like, you know, he's a nice guy, and I was, I was like, "Okay." And I handed him back his ID, and I gave him his drink, and I fucking turned around. I had a line, and I turned around and I texted everybody in the league real quick. I'm like, "Hold on, everybody!" And I just fucking texted everybody. I just carted a guy named Shanky.
1: <laughs>
2: but uh, no, so Sunday I had to work. To the the comedian had another show, and I had to work, and I was very pissed off. And I didn't get back to my house until like uh, three matches in. And Vinny texts me when I'm driving home, and goes. No, you said no spoilers, first of all. First of all, yeah, I said no spoilers. I'm, I'm driving home, I'm going to watch the end of it, and then I'll catch the beginning of it. And I never ended up catching the beginning of it. But then he's like, dude, like six minutes in, Asuka pulled the ref's pants down, put her hand down his underwear, and pulled his dick out and ran in the back. And I said, are you fucking kidding? He's like, no, I'm serious. It was six minutes in. And, and
0: I go. Like, it was so weird.
2: Yeah, it was so weird. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then I'm like, I thought about it later after the fact. I'm like, how come no one else in our league is talking about this? <laughs> somebody else should have fucking said, like, Tim from Wrestling Index would have been the first one to go, why did I just see the referee's dick? And Marcus like, would have went, oh, my God, like, what a dick. I want to suck it.
0: Like, holy cow, dude. Oscar just pulled out
2: the ref's dick. As he's chomping down on casserole that he calls pizza.
0: Right. So, yeah. yeah. And the Ritter are feeding them to each other. Get their arms fucking twirled and locked together. Just
2: feeding each other casserole pizza.
0: <laughs> the sauce goes on top here. I
2: want deep dick pizza. I'm
1: oh, trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm shoving it in. you call me
2: Tim King for nothing. I'm the king of shoving saucy pizza in your mouth. Love you, Tim. You know, you. we love you. <clears throat> so so Bianca won that one, I think we had that Bobby Lashley beat almost and MVP Which I think we had as well had three, yep. Kevin Owens beat Ezekiel That one I think we got wrong Yeah, I thought Ezekiel was going to win And I thought they were going to do something with Elias But they, they did should, not It
0: was kind of weird that they didn't do anything Because like, Kevin Owens, the whole match kept going Elias, Elias, this is Elias And it seemed like they were going to do something To make it seem like It wasn't Elias. Like, I I saw something funny that Ezekiel wants to win the tag team championships with Elias. That'd be amazing. I'm still
2: still holding out for when they have, like, Ezekiel doing something and then the guitar strums and they have a pre-recorded Elias thing. Yeah, something. Uh, Then it was Judgment Day versus AJ Finn and Liv Morgan. And there's that great meme of Liv Morgan staring at Rhea Ripley's ass. But Judgment Day war. And her balls
0: hanging under her ass. Rhea Ripley is fucking gross, dude. I'm sorry. She, she never used to be hot. Yeah. She used to be hot. When she had long hair, she was hot. She's fucking gross now. She sucks as a wrestler. And she's fucking
2: horrible on the mic. She's bad on the mic. I will give her that. I still think she's kind of hot. But except for when she poses and flexes. I think she's like, oh,
0: don't Maybe, do she that. She used to get rid of the black lipstick and, like, and the... Stop being... I'm not saying stop being God. The the short hair doesn't work.
2: Yeah, grow the hair a little bit. That's the only, I think that's the only thing that's really kind of holding her back from being like super. I'm not
0: saying or... like she wouldn't be like I don't care if like a girl's like bigger like her her body's all right, but it just makes it like I don't know. I think it's the hair and and the lipstick. Like I don't know, just some the things not working for her. I I think it's mostly the
2: hair because I think when she if she had long hair,
0: I think she was hotter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the meme Lyft was looking at her ass and it's like, oh, everyone else is.
2: But uh we'll get in we'll get back I into think, Judgment I think Day. We said
0: that Judgment Day was gonna win that, right?
2: I think we did, and uh I know you want to talk about Judgment Day. We'll get back into that after we go through the card. Yeah. Uh Mad Cat Moss for Happy Corbin, I think uh like you said in the lead chat, I think uh Mad Cat Moss is going to be a champion. You George Foreman guaranteed it. Yeah, George Foreman guaranteed it. Uh, I love Madcap. I I think he's phenomenal. Madcap looks
0: good, dude. Like I didn't like him in NXT because he was with uh Sabatelli and Moss years ago. They were a tag team, and Sabatelli actually was a like a Phoenix Cardinal dropout or like some NFL dropout, and he was like in his late thirties, trying to be in the in NXT, and they had a big story on him. And he was in good shape, but he just didn't get over the crowd. And then they broke up that tag team, and Moss was his tag team partner. And he was Riddick Moss. I, was it Riddick Moss? Yeah, I think it was Riddick Moss at the time. Um and he went up to, to the main roster like, oh, they have this fucking guy on the main roster. And I because I didn't like him when he was in that tag team. And then he was a Corbin. I'm like, uh, you know, he's kinda funny, but he still kinda sucks. But I think he's he he's he's uh won me over a little bit. I like his personality. I hit you know, he's got a good look and he's physique. actually pretty talented in the ring. He's got a good physique. And he yeah he's got a good physique and he get you can tell well, it's like when he gets hyped up he can't, like he pumps everybody up people are behind him he's getting over
2: the crowd he's definitely getting over I think he's a very good talent I think I'm glad they got rid of the <coughs> bad cat moss like quote yeah. unquote like with the suspenders and everything yeah, yeah yeah they turned him into Gentile Goldberg big Papa Moss or whatever the fuck. They, yeah uh, uh, big mossy uh, what was it a uh, big bad mossy daddy
0: yeah they had a uh, you know, I don't think that he's ever going to be a um, universal champion, but I do see him maybe being a U.S. or an intercontinental champion at some point. Absolutely,
2: sure. he. I think that what they bring him back the way they brought him back, I think that really set him up for the the top mid card tier. And I, I, I mean, I love Corbin. I think he was better as the Lone Wolf. Yeah,
1: me mm, too. Not,
2: not to be confused with the Night Wolf. But I, th- I think he's still a good talent,
0: so I th- I think that's a good feud they have. So, there's a couple people, uh, but I'm just going to focus on Madcap Moss right now. So, <clears throat> Madcap Moss hit Baron Corbin with the, the chair and the stairs. Yes. That was to write Corbin off TV, obviously, I think, for a while. Probably, yeah, like he's got a neck injury or quote-unquote yeah. whatever. Or throw it in yeah, whatever. And I think that Corbin is going to come back... As Lone Wolf again, or a different gimmick. He's not going to be happy or you know, those two. I think he's going to come back as actually the Lone Wolf.
2: I, ho- I hope they do because as, as much as a good wrestler he is, I don't he's think excellent. that... Yeah, he's phenomenal. Like I, I just don't think the happy Corbin gimmick worked for him. Yeah. Um, I don't think the King Corbin the,
0: either worked. Or, or the Constable Corbin. Yeah. Like, just the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, I... I It'll be hard to do without his hair, but he just went back to wearing like you know the the fucking black t shirt with the the jeans and and just being a fucking total badass that wipes people out in seconds. Because he was dominant, he was just fucking end of dazing people for. He was undefeated for a very long time.
2: Yeah, I remember when he premiered at the uh, Rumble that year. <clears throat> I remember I, I didn't know who he was because I wasn't watching NXT at the time, and my brother was like, "Oh shit, I love this guy. He's awesome." And he came out. He was he was in the rumble that year for a while, and he he does that cool move where he slides out of the ring, comes
0: around. I love that move. In, and then the end of days and the deep sticks are great. Yeah, he, I he's, think he's just a, a I great talent. A great with the right gimmick, he he could definitely I could definitely see him being a champ, like a world champ.
2: He could be. He he's got the talent and the the physique to be a world champion, and he hey, he's got the charisma on the mic.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, like I said, Matt Cat Moss or Moss, whatever the fuck he is now, he's got a lot of talent on him as well. He's gotten better. Yeah. So who's, who's uh... then?
2: Then you had a uh, Theory and Mustafa Ali. I actually kind of, for a split second, thought Mustafa would win because it was Chicago, but um, this might have been the end of the Mustafa punishment. Because yeah. there's, the, you know, everybody's saying, rumoring that he's getting punished because he wanted to get out of his contract, but now I he's getting he, a ton of TV I, time. I think he's getting this
0: to speed up his exit. He'll definitely be in AEW in the next year. Uh, he's an amazing wrestler as well, but what was crazy is he was given um, apparently personalized ring gear. He was in his hometown, and his parents were there, and they still made him. And he lost clean.
2: Yeah, that's why I think this was either the end of his punishment, like, you know, okay, fuck you, you wanted to leave, this is it, or this was their way of saying, okay, now you can leave.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I think he's a good... I I don't see it in theory. Uh, I'm not overly impressed with him. I don't think he's this amazing talent. I really feel, though, that he is... uh, And I said it in the league chat. You know, Vince obviously see something in him and he's a young guy and he, I'm not saying he doesn't have talent, he's just not doing it for me, he's got the Tyler Breeze gimmick and he reminds me a lot of Cena and I really feel that he's going to fight Cena and they say Cena's coming back, so I I have a feeling he's going to fight Cena
2: You think Cena's the one that takes the belt off him? Because he's probably going to have it for a while They keep saying that he's the youngest champ, you know, US champ in uh, you know, in history or WWE history at least do you think Cena's the guy that comes Cena back? Come back and have the U.S. Open Challenge and all that shit. I mean, I don't know. You know, the thing with with Theory is, I think Theory has a lot of talent. Yeah. I don't like you said. I don't like the gimmick. I don't like the selfie thing. I don't like yeah. the A Town Down. I actually think he might be better as a face because he's not getting the heat a heel normally does.
0: No, they said they had to fucking filter in the booze on Raw. The editing team pumped in booze sound like on TV.
2: Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't have yeah, to read that. They're saying that like the booze were filtered in. Yeah, I don't think he's getting the heat a normal heel does. I think he might actually be better if they changed him to a face. I don't think he's getting any reaction. I, you know what, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because of his stupid mustache, chin strap yeah. thing. <laughs> And Go he's key. not
0: facing anyone who's really – I think the fact when they were in Chicago, the hell in some, they thought Mustafa Ali was going to have this huge Chicago hometown reaction and this was going to get Theory more heat for beating – I don't think that works. Especially beating him clean in the hometown doesn't give the guy more heat. If he did not underhanded win or, like, just fucking decimated him in the, in the hometown, I think that garners more heat. But um, – yeah, I don't know. Theory doesn't really do it for me. I, I, he. There's not something where I'm like, oh my god, I have to see theory. I can't <clears throat> say anything that he does. That I'm like, oh, it's so great.
2: I, I, you know, like when they brought him up, I was like, oh, they brought him up. Like it, it, he was in such a pool of talent with Gargano yeah. and all these other people. That it was like, oh, they they brought theory up. Okay, let's see what they're gonna You're do with them.
0: them, obviously.
2: And, and, and and like, you know, we've always said, if Vince can make a superstar or anybody, so
0: if Vince sees it, he's going to make it. I mean, but it's with everything for the, you know, the law of averages, the ten times you fucking shoot a basket, or not even shoot a basket, that's not a bad match, but, like, baseball, in order to be successful, you have to hit three out of ten times, okay? Yeah, you know, you're still batting 300 there, so. Yeah, but it's really not that good if you think about it. But, I mean, you know, every ten people that Vince brings up, maybe two, maybe three make it. Because you look at a lot of NXT talent that he brought up and they became nothing. Which,
2: you know, is an argument you can make like, oh, Vince hates NXT talent. Does he? Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Austin Theory, Bobby Roode. Ricochet. Ricochet. Shinsuke. Shinsuke, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, like... He doesn't hate... Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair.
0: Asuka. He doesn't hate the, the NXT The whole fucking winning division is NXT.
2: Yeah, he doesn't hate NXT talent. He just... He wants them to be what he wants them to be. And if they make it, they make it. If they don't, they
0: don't. It's different. It's,
2: it's got to be different, you know, NXT. I, feel, I,
0: I feel that... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I feel that the... When they come up to the main roster, Vince wants them to be Vince's creation. So... He sees a lot of things that go on in NXT that he doesn't believe will make the transition to the main roster. Because in NXT you're looking at fucking three thousand people. Well, that, that's
2: what that was my point. Is like you know you and I, I agree with you hundred percent. My point was going to be exactly that. You're going from a a crowd of let's say fifteen hundred because that's a small arena. Than at least a new one is. You're going from a crowd of 1,500 to 50,000, 75,000. Vince knows, as much as you want to say he's a shithead and he's a racist and all this stuff, he knows, hey, you know, the, the guy that was getting over in a crowd of 1,500 might not get over in a crowd of 75,000. Yeah, so
0: it's not marketable.
2: Yeah, let's try this. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And a lot of it is because the guy can't get it to work. And that's the thing. You get your time. You get, you, you know, I think it was Vince Russo on the show said, you know, you get you, the most valuable thing is TV time. And if you get TV time, you got to make it work for and, you.
0: And I'm not sure what NXT 2.0 is pulling in ratings wise compared to NXT a couple of years ago. I don't believe they're pulling in more ratings. So, like, I couldn't really name <sighs> fucking more than five people on their roster.
2: I, I yeah. haven't been watching it either. I'm, I'm, it's, and I used to
0: watch it religiously. I thought it was fucking the best. I used to tell you it was the best thing on fucking television.
2: It was when it was black and gold. And I, like, I'm not bad mouthing 2.0 because I, I know Braun Bragger's awesome, and there's a lot of people there that are yeah, amazing. Adam and
0: Grimes is great. You know.
2: Yeah, but it's you know it's it's it, there was something about NXT
0: Black and Gold.
2: It, it was, was raw.
0: Great. That was to me. It was raw. Like it was. It was very limited storyline. It was very straight to the point, but you know, we hate each other, we're gonna fight, and everything was like it felt real authentic.
2: It almost felt like going to a indie show like we went to and yeah. but it was you know, everybody was talented and yeah. you were invested in the storyline because the storyline lasted three weeks as opposed to seven months or two years, you
0: know, in and AEW's case. Yeah and you never knew or felt you knew who was going to win. Yes. Or, or you could never say, Oh, well, they're going to do this move. They're going to, it was never where you could choreograph it in your head. Like everything was different and new. Like they just were very random with shit compared to like, I've said multiple times, like, you know, when AJ Styles is going to do the Pele kick and then do the, the phenomenal forearm and, when Randy Orton does the hot tag, he's going to do the two clotheslines and the duck and the DDT through the rope. It's all the same recipe, and I understand they have to do that because they're doing four shows a week. You know what I'm saying?
2: And it actually brings up a question. I think that uh, I think Devin from Clark Street posted it in the Clark Street Facebook uh, group. He he posted a question. Somebody did. What is more important to you, watching WWE or wrestling oh, okay. in general? Yeah. Is it? the character, and the story building, or the moves. And I personally think when I was a kid, I wanted to see the moves, but now I want to be invested in the story.
0: Right. But I don't want the story to take up, like, the long-term. But I don't need the story being three years long. No. I don't even like the 50-50 booking that they do. They Like, they had the, I don't know if you saw the Xavier Woods tweet. The New Day has fought Butch and Sheamus and fucking Ridge Holland, fourteen weeks in a row. Like, can we stop with them? Fourteen weeks in a row, and no one gives a fuck about that feud. Zero. Yeah. You know that's when you're not invested. You had the hottest tag team for the last six years, or one of the hottest ones. The New Day, most one of the most popular, and now they're fighting Sheamus and Ridge Holland and Butch. 14 weeks in a row that no one gives a fuck about. It's like I understand if you don't have anything for them to do, but figure something out. Their, their tag team division is super weak right now. Take them off TV for 6 weeks. Bring them back or even have if you want to, and I know it's a, a fucking real bold move, have Xavier Woods and Kofi have fuck split up. I
2: have a... they're they're too they're too hot right now. There's, I mean, that's the thing. We're looking at this as die-hard, analyze-everything sociopathic, narcissistic wrestling fans. But the average... And we, we always have to try to remember all of our shows. Every podcast that does wrestling has to remember the average fan, which is you know 80% of the people that make up the arenas at AEW yeah. and, and NXT and WWE, they love it. They yeah. love
0: this stuff. See, I I think if B, Big E didn't get hurt, the best opportunity would have been for Big E to turn on them and go for a heel run. and be a, He'd probably be a massive heel. When he was with Ziggler, he was a heel. I think that would have been a good move for them. And then maybe eventually bring him back into the fold. But he would have been the one who could be the heel. Him or Xavier Woods, Kofi can't be the heel. No, he, he's too good to be a heel. Yeah, Xavier Woods you could see being fucking a little shicey.
2: yeah. So anyway, what was the next match we had after Theory? So the the next match actually was probably, I'm going to say right now, I'm going out there shooting for the stars. I'm going to say probably top five, if not top three, best matches of the year so far. Cody, Cody. and Seth Rollins. Cody with Cody. a torn pec. Bruise, uh, so it was the day before, I think, he tore his pec. He was in the hospital. Yeah. And when he comes out with the with his, you know, his robe, you can kind of see every, a
0: little And everybody was talking about, oh, what's gonna happen? You know, he tore his peck and you're like, Oh, is this like sure it was a bullshit?
2: Like, yeah, and then the rumor was, oh, Drew is gonna take his place and it's gonna be this whole thing. And then like when he comes out with his, you know, his, his robe on, you see a little bruise through the thing, and then he takes the robe off and it's this fucking gigantic bruise down his right arm in his chest. And you could see the whole match, he's favoring his right side. But I gotta tell you, that fucking match was unbelievable. And I'm not a... Co- well, you know what?
0: I'm a Cody fan now. Cody! Yes, I'm a Cody fan Cody. now, too. And I i mean, I was a Cody, Cody fan kind of when he did Stardust shit, just because I thought it was funny. But I hated legacy Cody Rhodes. But when... Yeah. I'm going to tell you a couple things about this match. Number one, I don't, like I've said a million times, I don't like the Seth Rollins gimmick with the laughing shit. And the like, the dancing, and I think it's ridiculous. He should just be the architect. He's great, but it just—it's too much. It's over the top. Yeah, his in-ring ability is um is phenomenal. But he came out with Dusty Rhodes fucking polka dots. That w- I love that. That was that amazing. That was like, all right, I'm gonna try to play mind games with you because that's what the architect did. He played mind games with you. He wasn't—he was gonna be in the hell cell for the third match. I knew that Cody was going to win this match because they weren't going to go 2-1. It made no yeah. sense. If it was
2: wow. 1-1 going into this, yeah. then it's like, oh, who's going to win?
0: Yeah. This one, I knew Cody was going to win when they added – well, didn't add it on purpose. But he came out and he took yeah. off his shirt. And I didn't even – like, I heard him like, oh, he tore his pack of the mind. I wasn't really paying attention. And then when he took off, you know, his ring gear or, you know, his entrance gear – I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? Right? It was fucking crazy. Shit. And, and you could tell it was real. It wasn't makeup. Uh, especially throughout the match. It didn't come off. But the fact that he went out there, and he's out apparently four to six months. He'll probably still come on TV
2: like yeah. do promos and, and stuff like that because they're not going to just take him off TV.
0: So he wrestled that match and I thought the first two matches were phenomenal. Seth Rollins, is one of those guys who makes everybody look good, and he's safe in the ring, and that's the thing. That's yeah. the
2: other thing except I read. Ben
0: Balor and
2: <laughs> yeah, except for Sting that's and Pinballer. Um <laughs> But you know, you take care. Of, that's the big thing. You take care of your opponent, and he was shoving fucking sledgehammers into his 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 pack. He's yeah. punching him in the, like he was doing everything that if if you and I were fighting, and I had a torn pack, which I have no packs, in, but if I had a giant bruise on my chest. You know, like be like, okay, just be careful over here. I have a giant bruise. And Cody walked out of that fucking match, not a champion, but he he walked out of that match a champion.
0: I'm sorry. When they did the spot, and they didn't use the cage a lot on the outside, if you notice, only a couple times, and it's probably for the reason that he was fucked up. They only did it maybe once or twice where he was against the cage. Other than that, they didn't do a lot outside the cage. Yeah, he uh, pushed he ring. pushed the the sledgehammer
2: handle into his pec I think outside the ring if I'm They not threw mistaken. him into the
0: cage once yeah but there was a, a point in the match where he did the pedigree on Rollins right where was going to he did the pedigree on Rollins and yeah. Rollins was gonna do the... but it was gonna be, Rollins was gonna do it and then he reversed and he he did it yeah and then Rollins was gonna do the crossroads and then he he did it he did the crossroads and then Cody got up. And did two crossroads, and wound up winning. And he was going to do the third one. He pushed Rollins down, took the sledgehammer, hit him, yeah, and knocked him out. And I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" Because he's like, "Oh, I'm taking." He was pretty much to me was like, "Well, I'm taking the sledgehammer to your throne." Like, yeah, thing, and you know, it, you know, there was there was something I saw on on
2: uh, Twitter. It was a, it said Triple C, and it was you know the uh, this the pedigree, the uh, sledgehammer, and the torn bicep. Or the torn pack. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't do that. Like, you know, wrestlers, when they do other people's moves, they always ask for permission. It's yeah. it's kind of like an unwritten rule. And you know that if Cody's hey. going to do the pedigree and if Cody's hey. going to win with a sledgehammer, there had to be a conversation get with Triple H. H.
0: Yeah.
2: So that was kind of, that to me was kind of like Cody hey. get... Yeah, he was getting the, the, you know, it's like, okay,
0: you're one of us now. I think Cody Rhodes, and this is my personal opinion, he had to go out there with that torn pack. Had because to. It, because he got that torn pack, he's like, fuck, I'm the main event in this this pay-per-view, and they're going to put somebody else, in, and they, there was probably a conversation they were going to put somebody else in that ring. And Drew, and It was going to be Drew. Like, no, I have to do this, and they're like, are you sure? He's like, I have to do this. Fucking pump me up with whatever drugs you can. To make this pain fucking less, and I, uh, me and Seth will work through it, and Seth is gonna take care of me, and you know I have my faith in him, and him just doing that, him doing that, won over a fucking shitload of fans, and made Cody Rhodes believe it or not the biggest face in WWE, and 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 to me he should, and I'm sure a bunch of other people he should be fucking anointed a championship, because. I mean, he was, we all thought he was going to win the money in the bank. Dude, this guy, the shit that he did, if he doesn't get something for that, that is balls, man. That's hey, balls, of he- art, that's... And you know they talk about the love of the game? He didn't do it for the love of the game because he loves wrestling. He did it because he knew if he bitched out everyone in the fan, in the fan base... And everyone in the fucking locker room wouldn't respect him.
2: And this is a show. You and I have shit-talked Cody since yeah. day one of this show. What Anderson He'll fucking him suck. in the ass of the cat. Yes.
0: Dusty we... Rhodes walks around in a thong fucking carrying the big boot that he wanted. at Stampede. Which is not true, by the way. But we keep talking about it. I don't know why I keep
2: doing it. But stop talking about it. It's over. It never happens. It never happened. But we have shit-talked Cody nonstop on this show. But I will say today, I will buy an American Nightmare shirt because I respect the fuck out of it. It's it's like that scene in uh, Anchorman where uh, Vince Vaughn has that ladder and he goes, Ron Burgundy, I hate you with every inch of my soul, but goddammit, do I respect you. It's like one of those things where it's like... You can't shit talk him anymore Like that guy went out there With a fucking torn peck And put on one of the matches of the year
0: Yeah uh, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes No doubt about it I I will George Foreman fucking double stamp guarantee This right now That Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes Win match of the year Fucking Award.
2: They fucking better And they better win the fucking PWI match of the year Yeah 'Cause we all remember what happened last year at the PWI Awards. Well, you flipped A-W. out on you flipped out on fucking Nick Gage. Yeah, I did. Fuck him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fuck that piece of shit.
2: But Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, one of the three, I'm gonna say to you in WrestleMania or Hell in the Cell, better be Hell in the Cell. And they were fucking all great. they were all great. They were all great, but I'm saying of the three, Cody hey, premiering hey, hey. and then Cody with a torn hey, hey. peck. Yeah. The, they were the better. It's it's like 1A, B, and C. There's no, like, this is the best, this is worse, this is worse. And, and we and, fucking hated
0: Cody Rhodes. And, and when it came down to Raw and Seth Rollins, she was like, oh, I respect you, blah, blah, blah. And he came back and he attacked Cody Rhodes with the sledgehammer. It's to bright Cody off TV, I think. Where, yes. you know, at least we're all for wrestling. I don't think that they're going to have a match for a very long time until he recovers, obviously. But I have a feeling that Seth Rollins is going to win Money in the Bank.
2: Seth will win in the Bank. He'll cash in. And then Cody will hey. win Royal Rumble. Cody's winning hey. Royal Rumble. <laughs> All
0: right. What do we have to get to next?
2: Well, real quick. So, Cody will probably hey. come out 28 or 29. In, in classic WWE fashion, he'll come out 29. And you know who will come out 30? Rey Mysterio. Because nobody will care. Santino so Morello. Sand- yeah. It'll be like, you know, Hacksaw Jim Duggan or some shit like that. But. Staying on this whole Cody thing real quick. Cody Rhodes comes out after tearing his pec muscle, bruise from his fucking right throat down to his right bicep.
0: Halfway down his fucking stomach.
2: Yeah, and by the way, I don't know if it was the bruise just swollen up, but he looked jacked in that match. Yeah, he did look yeah. But
0: he Pope comes Bradley, out by the way he didn't know if it was makeup or not. And then like five minutes later after everyone's like, dude, that's not makeup. He's like, It's definitely not makeup. Yeah, Buff Bagwell's
2: a fucking idiot. Love the guy to death. He's a fucking idiot. He comes out there, puts on a banger of a match, as the kids say, and top three matches of the year, maybe match of the year. Flip over. You want to flip over real quick? To what? To AEW. Okay. CM Punk. Oh, yeah. CM Punk wins the championship two weeks ago, or whatever it is.
1: I my toe.
2: Yeah. I was watching Dynamite on wh- last Wednesday. Depending on when this comes out, it was last Wednesday. He was fighting a, a three, a six-man tag with uh, FTR and whoever the fuck they were fighting. It doesn't so matter. They
0: always have to fucking have tag matches. Yeah. I, mean, I told you about this. The multi-person matches. Yeah. So, during the match... Real quick. Th- the first thing you're going to do with a guy who wins the fucking title is put him in a tag match. Yeah, because
2: he's supposed to have the fucking match at uh, Forbidden Door at that point with the guy from Japan, New Japan, so whatever his name is. I'm not a huge New Japan fan, so I'm sorry if I forget his name.
0: So you're not gonna have him lose the title. The match has already been made. No, I understand not having to lose the title, but you throw throw him in tag matches. Yeah, because you Did want you him to have him, him being a fucking champion, a fighting champion. Yeah, that's what it all. That's all
2: it is. He's always on TV because they, you know, they're not gonna get ratings unless CM Punk's on TV or this one's on TV. Because they're not getting ratings. We proved that last week.
0: Fact. Well they also there's also an article saying that CM Punk's been a colossal flop. He has been a colossal flop,
2: and we've proved that time and time again. Fact, the ratings are down. I proved right. that last week by right. reading the ratings off. Right, right. So CM Punk goes out there and I text the lead chat at the end of the match. CM Punk's hurt. Yeah. And I got responses like, ah, it's a work, or no, he's not, blah, 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 whatever. Fast forward to Friday, was it Friday night? No, it was whenever we were recording. It was, you know, whatever the hell it was
0: last week. It was My Saturday. Te- Friday or Saturday? No, was- yeah. Friday night or Saturday night? Whatever night. No, it was Thursday. No, I wasn't back home Thursday. All right, so it
2: was fr- Yeah, we recorded Thursday, Friday night. We, were, we did the show. My brother texted me because he was watching Rampage, and he said, CM Punk's injured. He's out out for X amount of time. He has to get surgery because he stubbed his toe. And you watch the the match on Wednesday last week on Dynamite. At the end of the match, he's sitting on the ropes. He's playing with his foot. And he looks up at the one of the guys from FTR and he goes, ah, I fucked up my foot. And I that's when I text the lead chat. You can fucking look it up. Fact. He said, I fucked up my foot. Fact. I said, he's injured. Yeah. Two days later. Interim champion. First of all, fuck you with an interim champion. So you're going to give the belt to somebody else until CM Punk's better, so you have a champion that means nothing. Second, you're going to have a champion that's going to have the belt, and it's going to be MJF, or it's going to be somebody Moxley. else. Moxley. And then he, what are they going to do? They're going to do the same bullshit WWE did when Cena won the belt, when, Cena, uh, when Punk left... And then all of a sudden, Punk's music's going to hit, and he's going to have a belt, and then they're going to go belt for belt to unify the
0: two belts. And they did the same thing with Jericho, wasn't it? I think they did the same thing with Jericho. Jericho had a belt, and somebody else had a belt, and then Jericho unified the belts.
1: But they did it with Shawn Michaels and
2: Razor yeah. Ramon
0: yeah. in the, the 90s. Yeah.
2: It's not a new storyline. But having a interim champion is a stupid idea. So you
1: give a guy a belt. Let's say they give it to somebody. No matter what,
0: no matter what promotion it is.
2: Well, no, no matter what promotion. doesn't matter. But the way at least WWE did it, it was like, okay, now we have a new champion. And then Michaels comes back. I never, you know, you know it was after the whole Dean Douglas thing. He relinquished the belt. Then he's like, no, I didn't really You know, I, I still have the belt. And then it was, you know, Cena won it because uh, Punk left. But if you're doing an quote-unquote interim champion... Let's say they give it to somebody who deserves it. Let's say they give it to a Pac or a Darby Allen or where the fuck's Arge Cassidy been? You know, one of those guys. Fucking Jungle all, Boy. Or Jungle Boy. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm CM Punk, I'm back. It's my belt now.
1: Okay, here we go. Yeah,
2: so what about the guy you just had the interim championship on? Fuck
0: him, I guess? No, because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be them fighting each other and that's going to be a storyline and it's fucking stupid. Here's what it should be. And... You could disagree with me. You could have an injury, and, and that's fine, and you can remain champion, but I think there should be a compete clause. If you cannot compete physically within a certain amount of time, you relinquish the belt. They did that with Sami Zayn in WWE. Yeah. He so was the Intercontinental days, Champion. Days, whatever you make that time frame, if you come back from your injury within that time, you keep the belt. If you can't or there's a setback, you relinquish the belt. That, that's it. I, be, I, I believe it was, like, a year, two years ago,
2: Sami Zayn had, I believe, the Intercontinental Championship, and he was injured. He had COVID.
0: Yeah, that's right, yep. No, and and they, he didn't want to wrestle during COVID. Some,
2: some he, sh- he didn't want to, yeah, something to do with COVID, and they were just like, okay, well, fuck you, we're taking the belt off of you. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, what? I was... He didn't
0: want to wrestle during COVID.
2: That might have, yeah, it might have been that. What, Whatever it was, he didn't wrestle in X amount of days... Yeah, he didn't want to wrestle during COVID, and they took the belt off him. Why do you have an interim champion? Makes no sense. No, it's it's all leading up to belt versus belt. That's all it's doing. It's fucking stupid. They've
0: done it a thousand times. We've seen this movie before. And uh, speaking of fucking things that are redundant, and I showed you before is the um, they had MJF singing DMX, and he was riding. He was in the vehicle with another wrestler and Ruby. Soho. WWE had a show of ride alongs doing all that shit called Ride Along. Called Ride Along. AEW is now doing that. Like, why don't you just call yourself WWF or WWE? Because you're doing all the exact same shit. Um, Yeah, they're just
2: just grasping at straws because they don't have the ratings, which we proved last week. Facts, which we only deal in facts here on Fern Face Live Podcast.
0: Before we get into uh, something else, I want to talk about Judgment Day. I know you wanted to bring this up, so let's do it. All right, so everyone is freaking out and thinking that last night on Raw, something happened with Judgment Day, the stable that Edge had built. He got Damian Priest to join him and then Rhea Ripley. Uh, They've been feuding with AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. A couple things about Judgment Day, especially at the pay-per-view, that I didn't necessarily agree with is when they come out to that new music that Edge has – which is awesome. It's an awesome song. It is a good song, but it doesn't fit with that gimmick. No, like if it's just Edge by himself, yeah, okay. But it didn't work with like all of them being this like gothic. It didn't fit at all. Like it never. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, not, like now, the question is with
2: you know the new Judgment Day is it going to be the same song and is Edge going to go back to his? Oh, own that's song? well. That's
0: where I'm getting to. So. Edge has been the leader of Judgment Day. They wound up beating Liv Morgan, AJ, and Finn at uh, Hell, in a, Hell in a Cell. And they won. So Monday night, they're like, oh, we're going to bring in a new member. Edge, co- all of a sudden, Finn Balor comes out. And Edge is like, oh, here's a new member. And Damien Priest is like, oh, you know, there's just one thing that's been holding us back. And it's like you. And they look at Edge, and it's is like, what? And they fucking fuck up Edge. Got a lot of questions. Let's we'll hear them. Should I, use the word? Should I use the word? Use it. Why?
1: Uh, uh, he said it! He said it!
0: Why? They weren't losing. They didn't lose a match, from what I've seen. No, they the haven't. They're week. undefeated. There's nothing wrong with Edge's leadership because they didn't lose. They've won every single match. So why would you have Finn Balor be the leader and attack Edge because his leadership wasn't good? You won every match. Well, the, the one thing theory, thought thought
2: process would be that Edge wants to retire and he just... But he could still be the leader. You bring Finn Balor in. That guy guy is... uh, Balor is fucking amazing. I love Balor. He's one of my favorites. Right. You don't want him to be second fiddle to a guy like Edge because that's two big personalities right there. Right.
0: No, I get that.
2: So then you can have matches like Baller and AJ, Baller and Edge, like matches that are going to be good. I, I listen. I'm I'm with you. I don't get it. I don't understand. I think it's awesome because I think it was a swerve that nobody saw. Well, I love the whole
0: swerve thing because you're like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. But none of it makes sense because then if you look at it, like there's people like Tim, like Tim, and I love Tim and I think he's like just very um, on board with a lot of stuff. Like he he's very what's not not what's the other optimistic about things he's like very positive, so he's like oh my god that's like the best thing I've ever seen it's a great swerve I love this and I agree like it was a great swerve but none of it makes sense, so a are they keeping the music since somebody else that's number one I hope not because it was edge music they need to come up with something else b obviously was right on edge off TV see Tim was like, oh, this leads up to good feuds like Balor versus AJ. Whoa! Why would it be Balor versus AJ? There was nothing in the Hell in a Cell match that showed any dissension between AJ and Balor. They had no beef, and Balor fucked up Edge, who AJ was beefing with. So why would AJ fight uh, Balor? He wasn't fighting the stable. He was fighting Edge.
2: Yeah, he, he had beef with Edge, Yeah, not with the stable.
0: The stable had a problem with him. Right. So it just evolved because he had a a feud with Edge. And then, like, they attacked him, so he got other people to help him attack them. But he never had an issue with Balor. So it makes no sense for him to fight Balor. I mean, uh, if they're going
2: to do a huge swerve... I mean, this is a huge swerve. If they're going to do a huge swerve like this,
0: there must be a plan in place. They had a great idea I saw online. And it was maybe... AJ and Liv join them, and they become the Balor Club. Join Judgment Day. Yeah, but they change it to Balor Club. That'd be awesome. That would be cool. And, and then just you know, Judgment Day never worked for me to begin with. I like Adrian. I like uh, Damian Priest. I'm not a big fan of Ray Ripley. And
2: she fit perfectly,
0: the... though. She did, but I, I I and I'm not a huge fan of Edge. Never really was ever. But, Except
2: for when he was with Christian and when they were the Scorch Cakes right. and
0: all that, yeah. But the the gimmick never made sense to me. Like, all of a sudden, he's this... I don't know. If they made, like, a new brute kind of thing, I would have gotten it more. But this Judgment Day thing, they started where it was going to be, like, supernatural, and then they just went away from it. It's just like, oh, there's we're just chaos. And even Rhea Ripley tweeted about, like, Edge being kicked out. She's like, oh, you can't control chaos. It just doesn't make... It doesn't make sense it never got me you and they said apparently the the stable was like really failing like no it wasn't getting over at all
2: it wasn't getting like everybody loved the new music everybody loved the entrance the entrance was awesome and i you know edge i think edge is good on the mic but yeah. you can't just go from edge being the i'm back to reclaim my place in this company to fuck all you people You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. You can't just like one week to the next do that without. You can't do that without like a a, uh, like transition period. Yeah. There's there's wrestlers that turn heel and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. Why did he do that? And just kind of did it. He okay, Oh, he attacked AJ Styles. But then he was like trying to still play it off. Like, I want the best of you, AJ. I'm doing that to make you better. And then all of a sudden it's like, fuck all you people.
0: It was kind of like they want to make Edge the, um oh, um, your mentor kind of thing, and I'm going to show you guys how to be, you know, as good as I am. And I kind of got that. At the same time, they tried to make it like a gothic feeling thing, but Edge isn't gothic anymore to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, if it was still Edge in The Brood, then yeah, okay. But uh, Edge, you know, we all know your wife's a fucking man, and... Uh, yeah. And, Yeah, everybody likes you, so we're not gonna <laughs> fucking. You're in the Hall of Fame, like you. Exactly.
0: Oh, that's another thing too. At the end of Hell in the Cell at that match, mm-hmm. Finn was on the top rope, and Finn Balor has problems with top ropes and pay per views, and he was waiting to do the coup de grace, and Re Ripley stood in the way, and then he jumped and missed, fell, got speared by Edge, and lost. Why so would why you would join you... the next day?
2: <laughs> it made no sense. I think that's why they, it was such a big swerve because okay. there, no nobody expected it. But there had there should have been like just something to like, to a, like a, a moment smooth. where there's like a eye contact yeah. Yeah. or something. Yeah, which brings you I back to the whole like storytelling thing. You you know, a lot of us want storytelling. Like why why is Finn joining, you know, and being the leader of Judgment Day now?
0: And why would he be the leader? The other ones well, have I mean, been there.
2: The, he's, he's the best of all of them. I mean let's yeah, be honest. just
0: be like, okay, you can be the leader. We were just tired just, of three weeks of edge. <laughs> I've
2: been I've been following Edge for three weeks and he sucks. He sucks.
1: He ain't the edge of old. He's dead. he's married to a man.
2: His wife's penis is bigger than mine. Shut up, Rhea.
1: Beth Penix. Beth Penis.
2: Did so, you say? Anyways. Wait. Did you say best Penix?
1: Beth. Beth Penix.
2: No. What you said, or what you should have said, was best. Best Penix. Best Penix. No. Beth Penis. Best Penix. No. Beth Penis. No, I get what you're saying, but if you're gonna go penis with Beth Phoenix, say best Phoenix. No, Beth penis. I know what you're saying, but if you're gonna do the
0: you you autistic fuck.
1: (laughs) If you're gonna do the pun, why don't I I say best Phoenix? Phoenix. Best Phoenix. Beth penis. Best penis. Why would it be pet best pianist? Because she has the best pianist! You just said pianist.
2: Pianist. Like... Do, 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 do. Yeah, she's a good piano player. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, she's like Adrian Brody. Yeah. So, what was so the Um... The agenda. It's time, it's time for another segment of... Free Floating Hostility. Free Floating Hostility. And I know Ooh. something here is pissing you off. And I got a, I got one that's going to fucking set you off. But I want to hear yours first. I told you mine today. Yes, and I want to hear, I want you to tell me again. Periods. Women? He's not talking about
0: end of sentence. No. Periods. End of sentence. Do you, No, not end of sentence. Periods. End of sentence. Why well, do you keep saying end of sentence? I mean periods. Like vagina. Vagina. Oh, bloody vaginas. Bloody vaginas. Okay. And I know what I hate more than anything, more than more than periods? What? When women say, oh, my monthly friend is visiting. And Flo is here. No, no. My monthly friend is visiting. Bitch, that's an enemy. If you're preventing me from having sex, that's an enemy. That isn't a friend. That's not an ally. Vinny's wife obviously has her period. But am I right or wrong? No, you're right. An ally does not prevent you from having make making coitus an ally doesn't
2: prevent you from doing anything a foe prevents you from doing something
0: yes a foe or fiend a an fo- enemy but periods bloody vaginas I don't like them
2: I don't you know to be fair though I don't think females like them really that much either they I like them enough to call them friends that's true a lot of women do go oh my friend is here this month they can easily just take pills and not have them. Or they could just, you know, become 70 years old and just not have them because they're on menopause.
0: They could take out their
2: uteruses. Just take them out. Just fuck it. Get rid of a kidney. Just
0: take it. I don't want this shit. Don't want it. Now, I understand, like, women must not like them because they get crampy and shit. But, like, you're preventing a lot of stuff that we need as men. But you could always have sex in a shower. Why do they make you mad? That you're pissed off at the world. You It's not that you're not used to it. If it's like, if it's something that never happened before, you're like, God
1: damn it! Like I, <laughs> I fucking hit my pinky toe. On the I side stepped of the on a chair. nail. God damn
0: it! Fucking, I got, a, I got a splinter. That sucks, and you, it's, you have every right to be mad. But if it happens all the time, <laughs> it
1: should be something that's you're just used to it.
0: You should, shit. You, should, you should be giving me attitude because it's happening to you. I didn't do it to you. I certainly didn't do it to you. God or whatever being created you, that that's what did it to you. The chromosomes that made you a female did it to you, right? Am I, am I right or am I wrong? No,
2: you're wrong. You're right. And it's funny because you just spent a week and a half in uh, the happiest place on earth, and now you're coming back going, "Fuck periods." Yeah, fuck them. What else do I have up here? You asked me if I would rather... I get very nervous because Vinny will text me... Random text messages. Would you rather? Yeah, it'll say, would you rather? And then five minutes later will be the actual question. Get
0: fucked by the young boxer after you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. But today, while I'm at work doing nothing, I got a, uh, I hate periods, fuck periods, blah, blah, blah. It was like this whole rant that he just said. And then he said, would you rather... And then I sat at my phone and I looked at it. Fuck. And I said, oh, no. Here it comes. Is g- this is going to be bad. Because it, it was the Facebook message where it was the typing. And the emoji was going on. The typing. And I was like, this is going to be a long one. And it said, would you rather fuck a bloody vagina or a smelly vagina? And I said, bloody. Because I said, you could just do it in the shower. And it's automatic cleansing. Why does the blood shut off, though? shut off like a fucking hose what you never know sh-
1: i'm
0: not married
1: you know, i don't get that involved in a chick, girl's
0: cycle if you bang the chick with like a period usually when you're in the shower it like turns off oh i don't
2: know i just watched the i did it once and the, the blood you're, just... look.
0: you're like i'm not looking no like, i wasn't looking. I'm down here and not not looking i'm not looking at the psycho crime scene Let's go. I'm not looking at the the the, the scene the in Psycho world. where she's
2: getting st- stabbed and the blood just dro- going it's down the Hershey
0: drain. Syrup, for all of you uh, movie movie people, black and white movie, and there was actually Hershey syrup used as uh, the. blood. It was
2: because they couldn't get the red. No, I'm not oh, looking
0: there. at that. Oh, so like I said, I don't like I don't like blood out of vaginas. I don't like them. I would not invite them to my birthday party. You would not let, rent them a magician. Not, not on my guess list. Um, no goody bag for the bloody vagina. They're not getting them. it's like, here's your bag. Here's your bag. Oh,
2: excuse me. Period. Blood. Get the fuck out. You were not invited in the first place.
0: Um, excuse me, party crasher. You are not getting this delicious bag of sprees and fun size wicks. It's and, not happening. And smarties. And guess what? You thought you were getting a ring pop and a finger cuff. And it's not happening because you hand you out finger, food.
2: you hand out finger cuffs at your party.
0: Yeah, who doesn't? Um,
2: you never gave me a finger cuff at one of your parties. Ah, uh, depends what kind
0: of party you're talking about.
2: I don't know. I was at a party at your house last summer, and uh, I didn't get a finger cuff. Just saying. Unless I left too early, maybe you didn't bring the bags out.
0: Ran out. Ran out. You know what? You know what's not grabbing a broomstick and getting blindfolded and hitting the piñata? What? A bleeding vagina. It's got to sit on the sidelines and watch
2: the rest of us try to get the candy out of that fucking Maybe donkey all
0: having fun while you're sitting there being miserable, bitch. That's 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 how I feel. I Do don't you have
2: like a uh, like period detector when a woman walks into your parties? Vinny's not like a party. It's not like he's a fucking.
0: You know, DJ that promotes parties, but like, yeah, he, when I go into the bathroom and I see tampon wrappers in my toilet, in my uh, you pull it out and you go, Whose is this? I, I swap it for fingerprints,
2: and then he, you have a little petri dish, or as they say, peach tree dish.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get it, I get it. it, I know you do. You fucking but I don't the
1: fucking
2: idiot, fucking moron go. in the peach tree dish, you're like, Hey, wait a minute. Karen, this is your blood. Get the fuck out of my party.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's true. I would tell her get the fuck out, Karen. I've seen it. I don't like your periods. You know what I think? Period. I think periods smell too.
2: See, I'm not around women that much because I'm single. So, I mean, you have a wife.
0: Yeah, it's just fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. What's yours that you're gonna get me mad about? Henry
2: Rowan Gardner.
0: I want to make sure I heard you right.
2: You heard me right.
0: Henry Rowengardner.
2: Henry Rowengardner.
0: Are we talking about like 1993-ish? Yes.
2: Thomas and Nicholas. Yes, it was like 93-94. Thomas and Nicholas. Daniel Stern movie. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Daniel Stern directed. Thomas and Nicholas, the guy from American Pie. Henry, 1983, I was right. Gary Busey was in it. Gary Busey, Daniel Stern, Thomas Ian Nicholas, the black guy who was the coach. The black guy who was Danny Glover? No, he wasn't Danny Glover. That oh, no, guy. he was in... Um, he was in Angels in, in the Outfield.
0: Yeah, uh, the guy kind of looks like Danny Glover. His name is Albert Hall is the black guy, and his name in the movie was Sal Martinella. Somehow, I don't believe that he was in Italian.
2: I don't believe the black fella in Rookie of the Year was an Italian fella named Sal
0: Martinella. I'm sure he was probably from Sicily. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla was called three whiff somebody and so was Barry Bonds. Yeah, because he strikes them out. Oh, so they're just three big whiffers?
2: Yeah. I was listening I, I I'm not a Yankee fan, you know this. I'm a Mets fan and but yeah. the Mets game didn't start till later because oh, they were oh.
0: 940, yeah, because they're on the West Coast.
2: And I was driving home from work, and I I listened to WFAN, which we had Evan Roberts on from that sh- that station, and uh, the Yankee game was starting, and I was just listening to it. And and John Sterling. Now, if you're not from the New York area and you're not a Yankees fan, just listen to John Sterling because he's the best worst announcer ever.
0: Yeah, he's the worst, worst, worst announcer ever. No, he's the best
2: worst announcer because there's nobody worse than him.
0: Yeah, there is. Susan Wallman.
2: Okay, Susan Wallman is his co-host. <laughs> and if you, have, if you ever listen to a Yankee game on the fan, it's it's Susan Wallman, who's the, you know, she's the whole, and 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 John Sterling's the play-by-play guy. And Can John Sterling never knows what's going on. He'll literally be like, he'll, he'll lull you to sleep. He'll go, three and two on... Mike Judge, Aaron Judge, whatever the fuck his name is, Aaron Mike Judge.
1: The guy who
0: wrote Beavis and Butthead.
2: <laughs> it's three and two on Aaron Judge, and here's the pitch. That's ball three. Oh, I'm sorry, that was two and two, and now it's three and two. And Susan Wallman will go, That's right, John. It was three. It was two and two, and now it's three and two. And he'll go, Thank you, Susan. Like, it's the worst oh, fucking comic. Oh god,
1: comment. did you see the mushroom tip? of Aaron Judge's penis through his spin stripes. It was amazing.
2: I could play a clip of Susan Waldman and you would not be able to tell the difference between Vinnie's impression right now and what she actually sounds like.
1: Roger Clemens is in George's box and Roger Clemens is coming back. Oh my good, goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things of all the dramatic things I've ever seen, Roger Clemens standing right in George Steinbrenner's box announcing he is back. Roger Clemens is a New York Yankee. Yeah,
2: that's He's how bad she sounds. Michael K is equally as bad on TV. He's like the uh, Mike Francesa if you took an upper because Mike Francesca would put you to sleep, but Michael K would kind of make you wake up and go, huh, huh, what? No. Okay. And go back
0: to sleep. If anyone hasn't listened to or watched Yankee games, I don't know how they're the most popular team because their shit is boring as fuck. They, the be- they can't be an exciting team. I'm they're sure the that- best
2: team in baseball right now. Mets are the third, I think, third or best second, team. Second,
0: the best team in the National League.
2: Yeah, they're the best team in National the best League.
0: Best the best team in the league.
2: The, it's the Mets and the Yankees are like top three of the best teams in baseball. We're both Mets fans. But the point is I was listening to the fan and the Yankee game was starting and they were talking about something and John Sterling said the phrase frozen rope. And that brought me to rookie of the year when Henry Gardner throws the ball from the home room, and They're like, throw it back, throw it back. And he was talking about frozen rope because uh, somebody got thrown out from like center field. And he goes, and uh, last night, uh, whoever the fuck plays center field threw a frozen rope and threw out blah, 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 shit, fuck, face. And, you know, it, the game was over. And I was like, frozen, that's John Candy. Oh Casey. my god,
1: John, did you ever have a frozen ice pop? It tastes just like a frozen rope, except it's sweet.
2: And then John Sterling like never acknowledges what Susan says. He'll be like, and now the pitch and she'll be like, oh my god, John, have you ever had four men in your butthole? And he'll be like, Aaron Judge is walking up to the plate.
1: Speaking of Aaron Judge, John, do you remember when I was finger-banging myself while you are making a play-by-play when you said Gardner plants it and I was planting this dildo in my vagina?
2: Ball one. <laughs> <laughs> He so, he says frozen rope about something that happened last night. And there's a scene in, in Rookie of the Year where Henry Rowan Gardner figures out that he's got a good arm because he's in the center field and they hit the home run and they're all like
1: throw it back
2: and he goes and it, and his fat friend goes I don't want to throw it back. This is on cable and then the, the little friend that the 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 mother wants to fuck the little friend. By the way, I'll get into that. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to do it. Henry, the you do it. Don't
0: tell mom the baby's
2: just dead. Yeah, the little kid from Don't Tell Mom the Baby's just The mother wants to. Henry Rongard's mother wants to fuck him, and I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> and, then he, and then he goes, Henry, you throw it back. He goes, oh, okay. And he goes, he pulls his arm back and goes, <laughs> and he just throws it to home. And then the the base runner's from not back from, from center field.
0: 415
2: feet. Yes, throws it all the way home. The catcher catches it cuz you know he knew the ball was coming so he put his glove up. And then the runner that hit the home run is not home yet, so he slides and the the umpire goes safe. First of, all, safe? first of all, first of all, the ball was start? out of the park. It's it, he's he's already safe. It doesn't yeah, matter if some he, fucking juvenile fucking prepubescent and shithead. He didn't have to run. He's not going to be out. It's he, automatically run. Automatically run. So I'm
0: him. Before he even gets the first base.
2: Henry Rosenbagger throwing it back in from center field doesn't mean that he's going to beat the runner. It's not like he's throwing it from the actual center field.
0: Why would he slide? He wouldn't even know that the ball was coming.
2: No, he saw it because it happened right in front of him. The catcher goes, oh. So it's like, oh, my God, I should slide because I might be out. I might be I might be out, that was the whole thing I might be out, I better slide When she doesn't even slide, he just falls He doesn't even touch the, if you watch the movie He doesn't even touch the plate So technically, may have been out
1: Okay,
0: continue You know the first person I'm firing at Rookie of the Year? Who? Daniel Stern No, you know who the first person I'm firing? Chet Stedman No, no Alright so, Shut the fuck up for a second I just read something Pete Dunn and Sheamus and Rich Holland Stables called the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, they, they announced that one up. I... you. Number two. Fuck me. I didn't fucking Fuck come up you. with it. you. Number two. I always said that Rhee Ripley is fucking Pete Dunn with fucking tits. Number three. Back to Rookie of the Year. Daniel Stern, he never shows up to work. Well, no, he got stuck in the door in the hotel room. He got stuck in the door. He got stuck in the cage.
2: That's true. He never shows up to work. What's the coach of? So anyway, so anybody who's never seen Rookie of the Year, the movie's about a 12-year-old kid who sucks at Little League. Sucks. Awful. Worse, and, worse than Smalls. Worse than Smalls. And Smalls they actually... Picked it up in a day. Picked it up in 15 minutes. And his friends actually say to him, You think you're going to play today, Henry? They even know he sucks.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: he apparently in one in one game he gets to play, and he fucks up because the next day in in middle school or whatever the fuck it is, he gets made fun of and they go, "Hey Henry, catch this!" and the fucking bully hits the ball and he runs to catch it barehanded, and slips on a baseball. Who slips on a baseball and flies in the air? Henry Gardner.
1: Yeah, and, and he, he's like, no. It's all slow
2: motion. He lands on his right arm, and what happens is the tendons fuse to the bone. And the and the doctor, he's got his arm up like you know, it's uh, like he's making he's a right turn on a bicycle.
0: the Yeah, the cast, the thing.
2: Yeah, it, the cast is no, from like
0: his arm up like this, and the cast.
2: Yeah, like like he's making a right turn on a bicycle, like you're high fiving somebody, and the doctor takes it off, and he goes, "Now rotate your arm forward," and he smacks him, in the
0: doctor he goes, "Funky butt loving." Butt loving. So did he say funky butt loving?
1: Funky butt loving. Did he say funky butt loving? Oh. And
2: so then they go to the, the this Cubs game, and they hey, realize.
0: Henry. Hey Henry, I heard your mom's a whore.
2: No, we'll get to that. So, so he get, he gets the ball and he, he pulls his arm back and he throws a frozen rope to the, the catcher of what we were talking about earlier. And then he realizes, oh my god, my arm, because my 12-year-old tendons fused Man. to my 12-year-old bones, I can throw 100 miles per hour. And the Cubs draft him! Yeah,
0: they signed him. They said, but, we need to get that kid that's in center field. Because he can throw a 100-mile-an-hour ball. Now, if he's throwing 100 miles an hour from center field to home plate, he's throwing like a 300-mile-an-hour fastball.
1: Yeah.
2: If he can and, you know, throw it at a perfect straight line from center field to home. Bleachers. 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 <laughs> Wait, well, if he's standing on the pitcher's mound, the catcher would have a hole in his chest, like Goldie Hawn and Death becomes her, and he'd be fucking dead. Yes. Forget that though. Just for. Forget... He, he gets signed to the Cubs, right? Why? The, why were the Cubs the only team that would sign
0: him? Because he was from Chicago. But like, what about the other team that they faced? Wouldn't be like, hey. Maybe we should offer him a couple more million dollars.
2: Or maybe, like, you know, George Steinbrenner was alive at the time. He'd be like, fuck, like the movie The Scout. Like, get whatever it takes. Just get this fucking 12-year-old kid. He's
0: a 12-year-old kid, so his loyalties are with his favorite team. He's going to play with the Cubbies. They haven't won a World Series since 1903 at the time.
2: They sign a fucking 12-year-old kid. I don't remember if they say there's not a rule that you can't sign a 12-year-old kid. But there's... So one of the first scenes, the reason why I say his mother's a whore, there's a ce- one of the scenes in the beginning of the movie is they build a boat. They build a, so they're, the, the, one of the first scenes is they're running through the town and the mother stops and goes, Henry, what oh, are you doing?
1: <laughs>
2: she <laughs> goes, Henry, what are you doing?
1: Oh, I have to get the Little League. Oh, you think you're going to apply your fucking. <laughs> 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 why would you just be the biggest stud in the league?
2: He's not. He sucks in Little League.
0: Yeah, but if he broke his arm, he would smoke everybody. They'd be the league champions. He didn't have to go to the Cubs. He could have just won in Little
2: League and killed everybody who was playing catcher and umpire. But, so, the, they're running through the town with a, a baby carriage with a, a boat motor in, which we'll get to. And the mother stops him, who runs a flower shop, and she goes, Henry, what are you doing? I got literally She goes, there's the fat brother, the fat friend, and there's the little kid from uh, Don't Tell Mom's Baby Sitter's Dead, and she goes, Henry, what are you doing? And she goes, Hello, hello, George. Hi, Clark. And it's like, whoa, you're gonna. Fu-. And then later, like when they're running away, he goes, Your mom's awesome. It's like that kid's fucking Henry's mother. There's no <laughs> Clark, way Clark is not Clark, fucking Clark Henry's is, mother.
0: Clark is plugging Mrs. Roengard.
2: She goes, Henry, what are you doing? Hi, George. Hello, Clark. And then as they're running away, she, Clark goes, Your mother's awesome. She fucking put my penis in her mouth.
0: She told me not to tell anyone our big secret.
2: She said this was special playtime. She was just putting out a fire on my penis. Don't tell
0: mom the babysitter's sucking my cock. Don't tell mom the babysitter gives head. <laughs> the other kid gets real pissed at Henry, too. Yeah, well, so so he gets signed to the Cubs. And They love him. They love him,
2: except for Chet Steadman, who's a forty-five-year-old fucking starting pitcher in the Major League Baseball, which never Salty fucking dog, happens. Man. Salty dog. And then he like he gets signed. He walks in the locker room. He's got his bat with his glove on the end of it, like a fucking hobo. And he's like, "Hey guys!" And then he like, goes up to the locker room. What's the first thing he does? He looks at the dicks of the guys next to him and he's realizes,
0: "No, like, I'm a twelve-year-old kid." He no looks at. Like
2: he literally looks at the dicks of the two people next to him, then looks at his dick, and then goes in the locker room until everybody leaves.
0: Not many black guys on the Cubs, by the way. Two. Maybe three. Maybe. Maybe no three. Either.
2: He gets signed. He sucks. He's terrible at the first. Then he gets a couple strikeouts. Then he has to bat. Do you remember when he has to bat?
0: Yes, yeah, but doesn't Chet Sedna tell him to like
2: relax or some shit? So he goes in the first game. Yeah, the, he goes He goes in the, the Rocket. He goes in the first game because Chet's starting and everybody's chanting for Henry and and the owner's okay, son... He, well,
0: the owner's the guy who ran the fucking toy store in Home Alone 2.
2: Yes, but the owner's son is the accountant from Adam's family. Oh, he's and,
0: a, is he the guy that's banging the mom?
2: No, that's the, that's the one that's like, get me that arm! Okay. So he's like... He calls the coach, because the owner calls the coach from the box, and he goes, all the time. He's like, uh, uh, nobody's here to see Chet Stedman. They want to see the kid. So they put the kid in, like, the eighth inning. They're up by one. They're playing the Mets. And that fucking yeah, mongoloid like, guy.
0: looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's just like, ah, hey, kid. Man.
2: And he hits a home run the first pitch. And then the second pitch, he hits the guy. And the third pitch is, like, a ground out. And he gets out of the game. Then the next game, he goes in. And then Chet Steadman comes out and he goes, like, There's the haves and there's the have nots. Be a have. Don't be a have not of the want. And, blah, blah, blah. and they're yeah, like, What did you I say? I'm
0: kind of like, You're so confused.
2: Yeah. But he, he gets out of the inning. And now he's a star. And the mother's boyfriend. Yes. Who is, is apparently his manager? The big stinky Limburger. Jack, the guy who's fucking Henry's mother. Besides Clark, besides Clark, besides the 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 twelve year old Clark who's fucking his mother on the side, Jack, the other guy with the silk shirts, is fucking the mother, taking her on dates with the Mazda Miata, is apparently in charge of Henry's well being, because that's legal, I guess, and gets him the Pepsi deal and the Reebok deal. I got him Pepsi. I got him Reebok. And then he sells them to the Yankees. Yeah, I got him to the Yankees. I I sold him to the Yankees. First off, if you have an arm like that where you get your, your, your fucking tendons, how do you jerk off? He's not. He's 12. Maybe he just discovered his dick. Yeah, but let's pretend he didn't. Remember when the kids got mad that he wasn't playing with them? Well, that's the other thing. Okay, so these fucking kids, George and 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 and... And Clark, the one who's fucking Henry's mother, they're building a boat. A boat. A fucking boat. A steamboat? No. Like a fucking rowboat with a motor. First off, we we were about the same age as them, right? At some point, yes. I'm saying, like, when the movie came out, they were 12, we were about 12, right? Before cell phones, before internet, all this stuff. What did, what did you uh, we used to play you know manhunt and 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 you know uh guns. build tr- guns and play build tree houses and all this and these fucking kids would let's take to the oh, sea boy. come on boys we're going to build a boat and take to the sea pirates life, life for me. yeah a pirates guy. life for me we're from chicago we're going to fucking build a boat is that a normal thing tim or matt oh, who boy. fucking
1: builds a who builds a boat and they're so proud of it this where did they get the money for the motor? They have a fucking legit boat motor. Well, fucking Henry's making bank, bruh. This was before he got the contract. So anyway, they get pissed. They get pissed they because get Henry. For a photo shoot. The, he
2: he's get singing. The, yeah, he's he's doing the Diet Pepsi commercial, and he can't make it there to paint the boat. And 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 George goes, you fuck you Henry, you can't fucking help us paint our boat you're a fucking piece of shit and you he's like prick. <laughs> you prick and henry's all like
1: hey I, I just, i'm a white Sox fan now i'm a fuck you i'm a pitcher and he's like no fuck you yeah i'm a white Sox fan now and then Clark's like guys stop fighting stop fighting i'm <laughs> fucking his mother and you're my friend <laughs> if i'm not fucking his mother I can't fuck his mother if we're not friends. It's like, hey. and then yeah, they she's wrestle around. Her period. She doesn't have periods anymore because she's so super old. But <laughs> she's so old. She's like thirty and I'm like twelve. But her vagina, but it's all fucking jello. <laughs> it it's doesn't feel anybody. like the jello I used to fuck, but it does feel like jello I used to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> And then like, he gets mad and then it's like They,
2: you know He goes to pray, and then he comes to, Like they finally get and the boat
1: so weird fucking your mom in the ass While Jack is fucking her in the mouth I don't know why I always, Jack always wants me to be in the ass And he <laughs> wants to be, I don't know why I'm still doing this in and my It's really weird when i When I ask your mom where She wants me to come and she says Float it <laughs> We'll get to that <laughs> so
2: they build this fucking boat, and Henry's got a crush on this fucking girl that George likes to say, She's stacked. He, there's a scene where he goes, Go talk to Becky. I don't want to talk to Becky. I'm nervous. And he goes, She's stacked. And he puts his fingers like an inch from his chest. And he's Did like, milk. I, I recently just watched this movie.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: And. She he's like, milk's done her body good. It's like, dude, she's twelve. I'm watching this movie now as a forty one year old man. You're like, you're like, oh wait, let me stop doing it's that. It's like, oh wait, what does she look like now? Let me Google it real quick. Oh, oh I guess I can come. They get this fucking boat to work. Who the fuck builds a boat at twelve years old? Is is yeah. what them apparently. Who
0: the fuck becomes a major like baseball pitcher at twelve years old in the starting rotation?
2: Sometimes in the starting rotation, sometimes as a reliever, they get the boat to go, first of all, you want to talk about pollution, there's fucking black smoke coming out of this motor that they found on the side of the street in Chicago, black smoke just pouring out of it, and they black go up to the beach.
0: You know,
2: he has a lot of fucking black, black smoke, because, you know, Chet's fucking, fucking her, Jack's fucking her, <laughs> fucking Clark is fucking her. <laughs> Everyone's fucking Henry's mom.
0: Outside's fucking her.
2: Yeah, you know, he's away on fucking
0: Sammy, Sammy Sosa's rookie year. He's plugging that bitch too.
2: Welcome to the Cubs. Here's Henry's mother. <laughs> it, was, it was in the contract.
0: Mrs. Rooter Rooter.
2: <laughs> that was actually her nickname in high school. I don't know if you know that. So they get the boat to work, and it's fucking pouring black smoke up. And what do they do? They pull up to the beach where Becky, the fucking girl that Henry likes, and they're, come on, get on the boat! Stacked. She's stacked. She's fucking one inch from her fucking chest. Boobies stacked, 12-year-old. And she gets in the boat, and they fucking go around this lake or whatever in this fucking pollution boat that's just spewing black smoke, and there's six people in this boat! The boat is the size of a rowboat, and there's six people with fat fuck George, and it's not sinking <laughs> Sounds like a peach tree dish to me. It's a peach tree dish of oh. shit. Then he goes to the, the the Cubs make it to the I guess the playoffs. The NLCS or some
1: shit. This the was NLCS. before those
2: wild cards and everything. So it was like They bring Henry in as the closer. He gets one out. He gets two outs, he gets three outs. Now it's the ninth inning. And he's walking back out to the mound.
0: He the, steps on a baseball.
2: Steps on a baseball and flies up in the air. We're playing
0: the Mets again, right?
2: Playing the Mets again. But he flies up in the air, lands on his arm, and he can't throw hard anymore. So, instead of taking him out.
0: Why is he on the Yankees at this point?
2: Oh, because it was going to be the end of the season. He was going to the Yankees. He can't throw any hard anymore. It's the ninth inning. They're winning by like two runs. They're playing the Mets. The fat fuck with the tongue, who hits home runs every time, he's he's up third. He goes, I can't, I can't throw hard anymore. He he calls everybody in. He's like, hey guys, I can't throw hard anymore, and they're all like, oh no, how are we gonna figure this out? Instead of going, hey, get this twelve-year-old fuck out of the pitching rotation. I get
0: another reliever in here.
2: We have other pitchers. Get this fucking kid out of here.
0: Get Steadman in the game.
2: He started the game, and he got and he, hurt. Remember? He got hurt. He goes, the coach from the dugout, because that's run. what coaches do. I'm gonna take you out. And he goes, give me one more, and one he more. Fell, right? Did... He he throws the last pitch, and his shoulder goes out, he and he catches the ball, back. but he he's like, I can't throw it to home,
0: so I'm just gonna well, run. He ran. He taped the guy out, right? Yeah. The Put... guy's like, I'm done. My career's over.
2: Well, give me at least six months before you take my job It's like, alright, black Italian guy I'll give you six months before I take your job
0: Alright Quote, unquote, Sal If all that's right. your real name
2: Alright, Sal what, Martino Or whatever the fuck you're
0: Yeah, Martino.
2: Sal, my last name is definitely made up Because I'm hiding from somebody Martino <laughs> And then Henry goes in. He can't throw hard anymore. And the, the, instead of you know them going, hey, you were gonna you were gonna take Chet Steadman out. And he was he was winning the game. Um, it was two outs in the uh, seventh inning, and you were gonna take him. You were yelling, "I'm gonna take you out." This little fucking twelve year old prick can't throw hard anymore. He's worthless. But, he's worthless. He's a fucking little leaguer now. But let's keep him in. And let's do some fucking trick plays.
0: Let's improvise.
2: Let's just improvise. This is Does only the biggest... The yeah. Now that was when he got on base.
0: Oh,
2: okay. We're just going to figure... This is the, the closest it's we've ball been ball. to... Yes. This is the closest we've been to a, a World Series in 100 years. Let's just keep this fucking 12-year-old prick in. And the first guy Hope he... Le- the best. Hope for the best. Let's just... It'll work out in the end. And, he, and the first guy gets on base, so they hit and ball trick it, which is, by the way, an illegal move. But then the second guy gets on base, and he starts tossing the ball up in the air, which is, you know, delay of game.
0: Oh, daring him to run, right?
2: Yeah, and then he throws the rosin bag up, and he catches it, and he th- throws the guy out at second. And they go, there's two outs! And then who's up? The fat He's fuck on the... Up. Big fat fucker from the Mets. And apparently he can hit a hundred and fifty mile per hour fastball, but can't hit a fucking slow pitch.
0: He's like bah, bah, bah. and then he has like doesn't he have two strikes on him?
2: He has two strikes and he look he Henry peels the peels fucking piece the of tape of off and it's got his mother's like,
1: initials. Oh, and he goes, Uh, oh, what's what's this? It's my mother's initials. And he because up she at his...
0: said that his father, that he never met, was a great baseball player.
2: Which, by the way, emphasizing that his mother was a whore...
0: And a piece of shit.
2: And a piece of shit. She's fucking Jack, Chet, Clark, and his father who left him when she goes, I'm pregnant. He goes, fuck you. And he's just out.
0: And she's like, oh, he was a great baseball player, though. You should love him. And then fucking peels the thing over... He sees initially, and he looks at her and he goes, You? He He finds her in a crowd
1: of thousands of people. You? She goes, Yes. She goes, What'd she do? She goes, Floating. She literally tells... Time the fuck out.
0: (laughs) Time the fuck out. I'm going to tell you why. Bitch played softball. Softball. But she didn't throw a softball like a softball. Because softball is a windmill, underhand, underhand. Nick did
2: hand slow on pitch.
0: Top. I don't even know what that would be. Float it. What is that? What, like, how would you describe that?
2: It's slow pitch. It's it's float. It's flipping. tossing it.
0: It's how like, if, if
2: if you if you had my car keys and I said, "Hey, Vinny toss me my car keys," you'd flip no, them. No, to I
0: not that either. If I was like, you know, do like if I had like. A handkerchief, and I was like, "I'm gonna throw this up and see it float."
2: Like you throw it up, and it goes, hoo, hoo,
0: hoo. "Yeah, I'm gonna throw it up like that. I'm not gonna throw it up like underhand. It's like you're throwing it underhand, but with your hand over the top.
2: Yeah, like like you're like you're slapping somebody on the chin for, with the back
0: yeah. of your hand. It's not a legal softball throw either. No, but she says float it, and he fucking throws. A softball pitch, kind
2: of. He floats a pitch into a guy who hits a 150-mile-per-hour fucking fastball out of got... the park. And effect.
1: he fucking misses. Yeah, he... Yeah. This guy can't hit a fucking two-mile-per-hour slow pitch.
2: Let's lose. let lose. Cubs go to the World Series. You find out at the end, he's got the ring.
0: But he didn't pitch, obviously.
2: No, he was that, unless he did. Maybe he floated the whole fucking World Series. Like, seven didn't pitch either. So who the fuck is pitching? There's there's only two pitchers on the whole team. Chet and... And was in the cage the entire time. Yeah. So, so, So who the fuck is pitching the game? Not to mention, by the way, there's a scene where the owner, the guy from Home Alone 2 who owns the toy store, Duncan, he's the owner of the team. And he's like, Zoom it in there, Henry! Zoom it! But he goes... I'm going to get hot dogs for everybody. And the hot dog guy comes over he goes, four hot dogs. And he goes, okay. And he hands him a dollar. And the guy goes, eh, buddy, you're about uh, 12 bucks short. He goes, three dollars for a hot dog. It's like, bitch, you own the fucking team. Why are you paying for hot dogs? You for shit. You look at the fucking vendor, you should be like, do you know who I am? I own this fucking team. Imagine
0: Jerry Jones having to pay for anything in his concession stands. Why is it in the private box?
2: Cause he wanted to be field level to watch the end of the game. All right, Vinny, Vinny, where can we where Vinny, where can we find you and this show on social media? Get rid of the yawn.
0: What if I do it again?
2: Where can we find the worst movie lover ever?
0: You can find me <laughs> on Twitter at Vin You can find me on TikTok at. Vinny Violence. You can find me on Instagram at Vinsky3. You can find our merchandise at Zesda.com, slash store, slash slash face podcast. Ryan, where, Bur- oh, well, you can also find us on Sean, anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Ryan, where can we find your dumbass? My dumbass,
2: my autistic, sociopathic, narcissist ass. Twitter, obsolete mule256. This show, Front Face Lock, on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Front Face Lock Podcast, TikTok at Front Face Lock Podcast. We're sponsored by Lucky 13 Beard Company. I guess until uh, Ed finds out I'm autistic or, you know, sociopathic and narcissistic, whatever, whatever I am, he might go, no, no, he won't. He won't do that because we've said some pretty fucked up shit and he's still here. So, anyway. Um, yes, uh, you can find us on YouTube at Front Face Like Podcast. Just Google fucking Front Face Like Podcast, and we come up in the first 100 searches. And
1: we're, we're going to have more
2: stuff. Lots of movies. Lots of movies and wrestling. We're, we're, we're moving toward more towards the movies and wrestling. A lot of re- the first hour was wrestling, and the second hour was movies. So some people seem to like what we're doing, so we're going to keep doing it.
0: Yes, fuck Henry Rome is.
2: Gardner and fuck the Lost Boys.
0: Well, fuck you. How about that? That's more important. Fuck you. I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Face, and I hope someone shoots you in the fucking chest with an arrow into your boombox. All right, well, zip it up. Zip it out. All right, zip it up. Bye-bye. All right. See you. Oh,
1: see you. Uh-huh. Alright, uh, later dudes, S U you in your A's, don't wear a C in jail over your B's.